Hallelujah! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah! Welcome to this recorded service for the 3rd of May 2020, that is the fourth Sunday of Easter this year. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker and the readings this week are read by Mrs Judith Meehan. At the start of this service, let's keep a moment of silence together. We come to God as one from whom no secrets are hidden, to ask for his forgiveness and peace. God our Father, long-suffering, full of grace and truth, you create us from nothing and give us life. You give your faithful people new life in the water of baptism. You do not turn your face from us, nor cast us aside. We confess that we have sinned against you and our neighbour. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. Restore us for the sake of your Son, and bring us to heavenly joy in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive us our sins, open our eyes to God's truth, strengthen us to do God's will, and give us the joy of his kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The first reading is from Acts 2. Beginning at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel reading comes from John chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, They will run away from him because they do not recognise a stranger's voice. 
Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The Collect for the Fourth Sunday of Easter Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, is the resurrection and the life, raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Father, once again we pray that as we consider the written word, you would convert our minds and hearts and lives and make us more like your living word, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The early church described in our first reading for all the drama of its situation, is closer to us and to our situation than you might think. We read that it was devoted to the apostles' teaching. That teaching continues to this day. It is preserved for us in the New Testament. And if you haven't yet read the whole New Testament, and if you currently have some free time during this lockdown, Do make a priority of reading it right through. Yes, there may be some bits that are harder to understand, but it will be so helpful to have a grasp of what is said and how it all fits together. Try it. The early church focused on the apostles' teaching. They focused on the breaking of bread and prayer the forerunners perhaps of our Holy Communion and morning and evening prayer. Now we cannot meet together to do this, but lots of us join others on radio, TV, online. The early church was also a community excited and amazed by what God was doing in their midst. What Luke refers to as signs and wonders things that were answers to prayer. At this present time of disruption, no one is going to connect with their local church just because of things like the pretty building we have or the nice coffee we serve, wonderful though these can be. But this pandemic has caused hundreds of thousands of people to ask big questions about the meaning of life. I've had several such conversations in the last few weeks. And if these seekers after truth encounter a God 
who makes a difference in their lives, then they will perceive it as a sign or a miracle. We should be praying for these signs and wonders so that people find faith at this time. Another feature of the early church was their sharing. They shared what they had and they gave to those in need. There are so many needs, so many needy people. You clearly cannot give to them all. But make sure that you too are giving to some. To give you just a few examples, the food banks here and elsewhere are desperate because the poorest people have no work and therefore they have no money and the better off people are giving less their spare tin cans and people are going hungry. Secondly, I mentioned in a recent email that the churches, like many charities, have seen a dramatic fall in their income. They have no collections, for instance. This is where standing orders or online giving makes such a difference. And thirdly, Tear Fund were asking this week for help to provide PPE and washing facilities to some of the world's poorest, the Rohingya refugees at Cox's Bazaar in Bangladesh. COVID-19 could take a terrible toll in a place like that. Now, wherever you give, you can make a difference. The other feature of the early church life highlighted by Luke was, of course, the way they met together. They were together for everything. They were together for teaching, together to break bread and pray, together in the temple courts, together in their homes, together to share meals. And this is the aspect that we find hardest today because of our present situation. We are unable to gather or even to meet with friends. So is there anything we can learn from the early church? After all, were they always together or did they have experiences which can help us? Three things come to mind. Firstly, some of them were in prison. Secondly, there were those missionary journeys. And thirdly, there were times of persecution. The prison experience. Throughout the book of Acts, various of the apostles, like Peter or Paul, were thrown into prison, and others too shared that experience with them. At those times, other Christians would visit whenever they could, and those in prison would be the special focus for the prayers of all the believers. If we cannot visit one another, we can keep in touch by phone or internet, and all of us can pray. So take a moment to think about your church, and pray especially for any that you think might be lonely. It's a really important thing to do. Secondly, some of the early believers went off as missionaries on long journeys and clearly they left the local church far behind. Look more closely and you'll find that they always took companions with them. <coughs> now some of us have our family members with us in lockdown. This in itself can be a challenge, I realise. But 
do try to pray together. Watch or listen to a service together, perhaps. Pray together, maybe say the Lord's Prayer together every day. Others are isolated and alone. If that's you, make sure that there is a person of faith that you regularly write to or speak to. We all need, if we can, to have someone to share the road with, the road of life as well as the road of faith. Lastly, the early church was several times scattered by persecution. This was clearly terrible. People lost everything, some were killed, and yet out of the tragedies, God used the spreading of the Christians to spread his church. We too are living in times when terrible suffering has come to some people, and many more people are living in fear. But God has not changed. God can and will use us in this time if we let him. The opportunities are all around us. Opportunities to volunteer, opportunities to give, opportunities to listen to someone, opportunities to pray. If we work with God, then though the church is being changed, I believe the whole church can emerge stronger through this time. So shall we pray? Almighty God, by whose grace and power your church in times past triumphed over suffering and was faithful to Christ, strengthen us with your grace, that we may endure the suffering and hardships of this present time and faithfully bear witness to Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray to the Lord, who is our refuge and stronghold. We pray for the health and well-being of our nation. We pray that all who are fearful and anxious may be at peace and free from worry. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for the isolated and housebound, that we may be alert to their needs and care for them in their vulnerability. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for our homes and families, for our schools and young people, and all in any kind of need or distress. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We pray for a blessing on our local community, that our neighbourhoods may be places of trust and friendship, where all are known and cared for. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And we commend ourselves 
and all whom we pray for, to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.